Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. know who you are or where I know you from or why you think that you're an attractive nurse but I'm sure that I don't want to know you any longer now please go away I'm having a very bad day no I do not know it and I'm not gonna cheat like I would maybe ordinarily try to and google it I just don't know this okay I'll give you another one um same film okay brother Reed you have messed up my afro (laughs) Is that that's the whole line? Okay. <laughs> Who is Brother Reed? Is this a movie you're sure I've seen? I mean, you should have. <laughs> like, it's pretty great. Is Jennifer Lewis saying stood, one of these lines? No. Damn. <laughs> it stood the test of time. It's still pretty great. I think it came out in '97. <laughs> the preacher's wife. How do you like me now? The preacher's wife. I don't know. How do you like me now? I'm a dude. Throw an ice cream. Yeah, take some vanilla. Here, have some chocolate. Yeah, fudge. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what the fuck this is. I don't know this. What movie is it? Brother Reed. Damn it! You're not gonna tell me. You don't have to. <sighs> the internet will. <laughs> okay, they got it. Oh, are you on your Instagram? Yeah, I'm gonna live? turn it off. Why should it just? I should have just been on your Instagram then. <laughs> Shit. Find the answer. That's good burger. Good burger. You had me thinking it was something religious. Why? Because I said Reed? brother Reed. Yeah. Lots of people say brother. Oh. Uh, Niggas. Hoteps. Uh, okay. Sure. Fine. It's not always just like a. I absolutely thing. did not see good burger. So <laughs> there we go. My, all my confusion has just lifted. You should be charged. Should I? Because I was good and grown when that came out, and it looked ridiculous. Oh, please. Good Burger is still hilarious. It looked ridiculous. It is fun. I was old enough to remember when all that premiered, and I watched every episode till it went off the air. So, Good Burger was 
for a generation not mine. Lies. No, I don't care what you Cause say. Because is still funny. It's on Netflix at the moment. Fun. I'll From like the first minute when you saw, what was, um, what's that nigga name? Marcus Houston, where he came around the corner with them edges slicked down looking like Rosanna Chili Thomas. Yeah, I did not know Marcus Houston was in that movie. He played Keenan's like best friend or something. Oh, he came out looking oh, like Jada God. Pinkett in The Matrix. <laughs> It was awful. <laughs> well, you know. Okay. Maybe anyway, I'll look guys, at that on Netflix. Probably. I'm Kel Mitchell. And I am Tarana Burke. And this is three it back is. once again. Back for another week. What's been good? Um, you know, just been out here working. True. Scratching, surviving. Mm-hmm. Shout out to New Orleans for your nice weather. We were there just a short while, but it was beautiful. I'm hoping I'm going to wake up one of these days and... I'll have a notification that says, we've done it. He's out of the office. I know, but right? it's taking really long. <laughs> anyway, guys. Uh, we'll be all right. Um, all right. So, Black Excellence. Hmm. Oh, do we have options? No, we don't have options. We're just trying to figure out who I was going to start with. I will start with... Oh. Well, okay. Since this one pertains to... We should say the baby last week, her name was not precise. Yeah, no, it isn't. <laughs> We really wanted it to be. We tried so hard. It was based off some movie, and I think they just switched out the Troy. first letter. Yeah. Is movie is this Troy a movie or a show? Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the one with but Brad Pitt, right? There's a character named Brisset. Brisset? Brisset, I guess. And, and we so could have, now just, we know where it's from and right. still don't know how to say it. So, <laughs> shout out to the baby with the six pack, though. Yeah, shout out to the. <laughs> know who we was talking about. Awesome, athletic, super dope baby, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and her super cool, awesome, athletic dad. So yeah, what for happened this? Straight. What happened this week? Okay, so first of all, uh, major major shout out to Atlanta's new mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, just the sure joy that I get out of saying Bottoms is running mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yeah. I looked on Instagram one day and on my Explore page, there was an ad for her that said Keisha Lance Bottoms for mayor. And I was like, yes, Keisha Lance, you better bottom for the mayor. Absolutely. Do that shit, girl. I mean, there's just no getting around it. I mean, she honestly has the most perfect last name to be mayor of Atlanta. It's wild that all the cities. It's just so appropriate for her to be I mayor love it. I love Atlanta. it. Atlanta. And I hope it keeps up through the recount and all that. I hope this sour apple ass white woman continues to be mad and bitter. Full circle. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so also a uh, shout out to the anchor woman, Sharon Reed. Yes. In Atlanta, who had to um Yes, she had to calmly, get these hoes together. Um <laughs> intellectually beautifully mm-hmm. and almost nonchalantly it, it was real smooth it was very you know it reminded me of when demetria went off on that woman who was hating on her body and she was just like i wanna clap back and i could it wouldn't <laughs> and be difficult i could do that um wouldn't so be hard at all just gonna keep it cute a woman by the name of kathy ray i guess she left this comment on uh cbs 46 on their facebook page um, and basically, after they were discussing the the race for mayor and the racial dynamics of everything because surrounding it, of course, it. it is real. Of course, it is. Duh, it's Atlanta, girl. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's America, girl. I mean, everybody else is standing up in it, but racists. Um, 
So the Kathy Ray woman left the following comment. She said, you need to be fought. Mind you, there are three anchors on this, uh, that sit at this panel mm-hmm. or in this newsroom. Um, and this was directed to the black woman. Of course. She said, you need to be fired for the race baiting comment you made tonight. It's okay for blacks to discuss certain subjects, but not whites. Really, you are what I call a nigger, not a black person. First of all, I want to say, and I love that uh, Sharon pointed out mm-hmm. that although the nigger was censored when they put it up on their screen in the studio, mm-hmm. she pointed out that this Kathy Ray woman spelt it incorrectly. Right. No, like, she definitely spelled it Niger. <laughs> How are you going to misspell slurs that, that y'all came all up the with? Time. Autocorrect does that to them, and I am grateful Fucking for it. Hey, Amen. I wish they had unstarted. Like she said, like, let's just go ahead and put it out like, there. Please. It's after nine o'clock, and y'all, we're going to pretend that grown people in Georgia don't know what nigger is. Come on now. Right. Um, really, you are what I call a nigger, not a black person. You are a racist nigger. You are, that doesn't even make sense. You are, you can't, what, a racist nigger. That is how. You are what's wrong with the world. So essentially what Sharon did after they read this, it said to her that I could clap back at you, but I'm going to let your words speak for, for themselves. themselves. Um, Beautiful. That you feel like you can call her a nigger in 2017, and mm-hmm. she just does not. And the the discussion that they had wasn't even like something super heated or right. crazy. She wasn't saying no off the wall, random like. Literally talking about what the whole fucking city is talking about because there is a mayoral race going on. Like it is a what? it is a newsworthy topic of conversation. We've and been talking about it up here. White people are also that was uh, the video of Sharon being like, "Girl, girl right?" She girl. Was ever so <laughs> much so like good. we're just gonna do this sweetheart since you wanted your life when her hands went up in that prayer position right. said, <laughs> Tatiana did like a little gift set screenshot sort of thing of all the different places where Kathy had Sharon fucked up then it was right. everything um Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so before we move on, I wasn't sure if I was going to stick this part at the read portion. Um, but let's keep it focused on what actually matters, and that's Black Excellence and uh, Colin Kaepernick receiving yes. the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award, which mm-hmm. is so, such a... What a what a lofty title, right? right? It just My sounds goodness. super prestigious. The Legacy Award. Right. Well, shit. Um, so apparently he was surprised with... Um, the presenter for the award being Sir Rumi and Blues Mama mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, coming out in a little mini dress. <sighs> Looking amazing. How how dare this bitch? She actually makes me sick. Like, I can't stand her. That big old ass just sitting on, the, on her back like that. What do you... Anyways. <laughs> so... She, you know, had a really well-said uh, short speech. Um... He said really dope things in his speech about whether or not the NFL season for him, he's going to continue to work for the people, mm-hmm. which is what they're really mad about. Right. They don't care about whether or not he can play football. Not like, at that's all. not. Because if that was the case, they would have shut up all season long because he has not played or suited up in one game. I just haven't heard about him playing so, a sport. That is not it. It's so. not about. It's not really. And it never was. We know that. But you have to waste so much time arguing with races using log- logic because the rest of us operate in it and they just don't. So, so toenail life rent. Um, apparently, she still doesn't have a job, but feels it in oh, her. She heart. doesn't work for Fox. I don't know. I thought she did. Does she? I thought Fox picked her up. Yeah. Did they? I well, now you know I don't keep up with her, but I think they did. Yeah, she was dead she to me. Well, I mean, and still is. So here's what her ghost said. Uh, <laughs> it tweeted. Police hating Beyonce presents police and America hating Cappy, which I'm certain that that was less about her being condescending and more with her not knowing how to spell Kaepernick. Uh, Police and America hating Cappy with a legacy award, legacy in quotations. This is how far we've fallen. Wow. And to that, I just say like, girl. Shut up, sis. That's it. Like, there's nothing else to say. Just shut up. It's just like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Like, when you would go out with your friends or whatever and your little brother wanted to come to, like, go sit down. Please. Shut the fuck. No. Would you just shut up? No, we don't care about you. Right. This isn't about you. And you're not even worth entertaining like the possibility of an argument or a discussion nothing about you just shut up just shut up (laughs) and why is it that like racist ass republicans always want to start niggas names with like a past participle or some shit like that police (laughs) hating why is it always like why just say first of all you're wrong because like these aren't even accurate descriptions right and then why do you like she does it 
They all do. Four it. or five does it. They all do it. What is Bill that? Bill O'Reilly does it. They all are like fat. It's so boring. It's like their way of distinguishing. I'm only talking about this nigger because of the pro nigger thing right. that they do that I don't like. Exactly. And you want to frame it like we're against police when really the whole thing is about like stop fucking killing us. It shouldn't even be a thing to argue about. But because y'all are so closely tied to your racist beliefs you really will not let that shit go and Fox gives her the platform I guess I'm assuming to say whatever the fuck she wants to so but fuck that little girl I have her blocked that's probably why I don't she said something funny one time about a bitch I can't stand but other than that I'll fuck with Tommy Lauren okay (laughs) and that's all there is to it even a broke clock is right twice a day but that bitch mm. So mm. today's being sponsored by this. Um, oh, it's gross! No, don't talk about it. Off. This ain't Ian's punch. So you attempted to recreate Ian's punch, but you didn't have the bitters to yeah. do so. He said to use. Say the word for me. What type of bitters is it? No, nah, I don't forgot. The Angostura. 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 I don't know. Is that how you say it? Anyway, I googled it, and it just means bitters from like. This certain place in the islands, certain right. islands. And so I went to like a couple stores up here and I only found regular and I wasn't about to run. I'm sure they're in the city somewhere, but I just they wasn't to about be. to run around and find them. Right. So I made it with the regular bitters and you can definitely taste the difference. So I ordered the real like a, ones. a strong difference. On Amazon. They're like fraternal twins. Yeah, but it's enough for me to be like, Mm-mm, I want that. I want that Bayesian punch. Back. Maybe it's their water. It could be. And I also, I didn't squeeze the lime juice by hand, and I probably should do that the next time. More than likely. Because I'm sure, yeah, he's probably not using real lime they like I was. <laughs> what is that green that bottle called? Green, real lime, nigga. That's what it's yes. called? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't use that Yeah, shit. no. So next time I'm going to actually squeeze the, the limes by hand and use the Angostura Y'all will correct me if I said that wrong. Bitters, but I wasn't going to throw this away because that was a whole damn bottle of Henny White that went in that. So we're going to drink it anyway. Um. All right. So this week in Hot Tops and The Giant Peach. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. What a book. <laughs> James got sick Hot trying to eat his way through peach. that big ass peach. <laughs> oh, I should have done a James and the Giant Peach quote. There's actually a couple of gold ones in there. I'll save that for the That future. reminds me. I said I was going to start doing book quotes on this show. I can't believe I forgot about That's not that. even as fun or the same thing or yeah. whatever. Niggas there are so many more words in a book than there are in a movie. <laughs> Period. It's even better. No, it isn't. Yes. Or it doesn't have to be a quote. I could describe a scene and you just have to name the book that the scene comes from. And if you've read the book, you'll know it. Girl. <laughs> there are literally way more books no. than movies. I'm just saying. There are way more words. The nerds. The nerds who only read and don't watch TV. We need to band together and rise up. All right. So I tried with the stories today. Um, I'm sure you did a good job. I feel like, you know, just overall, I haven't really found it in me to keep up with a lot of this stuff anymore. And a lot of this really isn't interesting. And I also kind of feel like a lot of these celebrities now are acting up just so that we'll do this. Well, I mean, not us specifically, but anyone. Like anybody. Um, 
And I just feel like that makes it way less fun as well. But anyway, so let's see. Do you know who Vic Mens is? Of course. Uh, Talented rapper, Mm -hmm. young guy, Chicago, tattoos all over the place. Kind of cute, depending on the angle and the light. I'll give that to you. Um, So apparently he had an interview with something called Montreality, where he said that he feels like he should play Prince. Um, in a Prince biopic. Oh, sir. He said, Prince is one of my biggest idols of all time, and he's the real king of pop, which I felt like I should have stopped there, but I'm going to let him have it because it's Prince. Um, and he's right. It's not like he did that for Chris Brown. Or right. Something. Exactly. So I'm going to let you have that, but there's a reason that we called Michael Jackson the king of pop. Right. There's a, it's a real reason. Look, but it's still before? Prince. Right. It's still Prince. And you talking about Prince is one of your greatest inspirations. And nigga, you just got to get in line. Like who the fuck doesn't feel that way? Kids his age would have said like Bryson Tiller or somebody else. Oh, he is a baby. 93, 24. He's 24 years old. Okay. All right. That's old in the industry now. Is it? Mm-hmm. Show me the. Oh, yeah. Because how old is a little Gucci gang? 16, See? 17. Mm-hmm. Something like Talking that. about his bitch love cocaine. That's too much. And she probably does. It's, she so. probably does. That is the damn shame. Probably sell it to her. Um, he said, some people will be mad that I said that. We covered that. The reason why I'd be able to kill the role as Prince is because I got that mouthpiece. Prince was butter smooth with it, and I feel like I could do that too. Um, I feel like you know, of all of the things that we want to see in a, a Prince film, it's not just, I guess, the way that he speaks. Um, but I know Vic Mensa to be a relatively talented rapper. I've never seen him act in anything in my life. That's so. what I'm wondering. Like, sir, can you act? <laughs> Is you it know? just because you think you might kind of look like him a little bit right. if you cut the hair off and squint? Then you could maybe get some Prince-ish vibes, but the reasons he gave are not, that's not a reason for anybody to cast you in a movie. It's not it. Right. Because everybody's going to compare you to Prince in Purple Rain. And it's going to be like, why would we go watch Vic Mensa try to imitate Prince when we've already, anybody with an internet connection can just watch Prince. And how do you work in Purple Rain if you're covered in airbrush makeup okay. to cover your tattoos All and right. like want to just come off <laughs> I re- right and it's like are we are we getting like a biopic of like Prince's life story and all this stuff? Because even I just want an actor to do this. I want somebody who is trained right. in the art of acting. It is not something any old damn bitch can do just because you think you can manipulate your face or whatever. I mean, unless you're going to hop on Lifetime, but we ain't going to watch that nowhere. Right. No, if we're talking about like a real biopic that people are like pouring money into and it's got studio support and all this, let's just get a trained actor to do the role. I mean, we I'm know still... you love Prince. We all do. Right. But I love Beyonce. That don't mean somebody should call me to come be in the Beyonce movie. It just doesn't. It should not happen. I'm still healing anyway. So if you start acting classes now, assuming you aren't doing them, then by the time I'm ready to see a Prince film, you might be like a a one ass nigga I mean, maybe. in these acting streets because I don't need it anytime maybe. soon. Maybe it's just the reasons you gave wasn't curling over for me. That's all. Um. Okay. So Trey Songs is apparently being sued after allegedly assaulting a fan. Oh Lord! Outside of a strip club. So what? A woman in Philadelphia says that she bought tickets uh, for like a meet and greet. 
in the VIP section of a strip club oh. called the Vanity Grand Cabaret. Now, I'm confused already because, nigga... Who does meet and greets? You have a meet and greets at the strip <laughs> club, nigga? I'm really confused by that. Who does meet and greets at the strip club? Other than strippers. Like, I feel like that's just a, a distracting environment to do something like that Right. In. Like, it's just, is there ass all in the background while people are like... Like, right. Taking their Instagram live pictures. Like, are people just posting boomerangs with titties and pussies just swinging mm, up above right, their heads? Right. Like, just, a hat, like a shirt in a Pete Pablo video. Is it his strip club? Does he own it or something? I doubt it. Okay. I then I'm like really... Oh, Vanity Grand Cabaret. No, that sounds fancy. Yeah, way too fancy. What the hell happened? So... She says that in the parking lot, she was trying to take a picture of him and he smacked the phone out of her hand and it smacked her in the face. As a result, it broke her glasses. And now she's suing him and the venue, claiming that the venue knew that Trey Songs has a tendency towards violence and negative interaction with the public. So, oh, girl, violence. Did you? Because. <laughs> Wait, so this didn't happen during the meet and greet, the time where you were able to. to Unless the meet and greet took place in the parking lot and it didn't. So I'm assuming this is when he was leaving. She went to go snap some pictures of him. He wasn't having it. And according to her, smacked the phone and broke her glasses. Now she wants the money. See, no, what you should do is pick up your glasses, go home and tape them back together and take that L. All it takes is a little scotch. (laughs) It just takes a little bit of tape or call your insurance. We all get a pair of glasses every year for free. Or I don't know, maybe your insurance doesn't work like that. Mine does. But anyway, like, that is a personal problem. We're not, this isn't the time and place for us to take pictures. Like, the meet and greet was the time and place for that. So if I'm walking out of the club on my way home or whatever I probably don't want your fucking phone in my face and I guarantee she had the flash on that bitch too <laughs> probably trying to record something for Snapchat or Instagram to show your friends and shit like uh, just that's what I'm saying like if you how did you buy uh, tickets to, to meet this guy in the VIP section of this club but you had to take pictures of him outside right in the parking I don't lot. understand that why that had to happen to yeah didn't you already have your picture with Trey Song so I why mean, are you in his face again if he swung at you or was violent towards you obviously he shouldn't have been that would be something else but i would also probably flick your phone at your hands if you had it in my face and i didn't want to take pictures or didn't want to be photographed i probably would and y'all are real fucking selfish about that picture shit and really irrational about it and we'll just take pictures anyway even when people tell you not to and so i guess sometimes you just gonna have to be told a different way like i said don't take no fucking pictures of me and i meant it I don't see what's difficult about Somebody that. did that to me in an airport once and it pissed me off so bad. Literally came right up to me like, oh my God, love the show, this, this, this. Can I take a picture? I said, I really don't feel like taking pictures. You know, I'm raggedy. I'm in the airport running to my connection. Right. And nigga just pulled out the phone and took a picture anyway. Like, okay, thanks. Love you so much. Bye. And it just went on about his business. And I'm like, but didn't, I feel like I just said no. And you just took it anyway. Why didn't you just take it without asking so we could just fight? Right. <laughs> like, Why ask if you were just going to take it anyway and you didn't give a fuck about how I felt about it? I have really felt for celebrities with that whole people having cameras in your face thing lately because it just seems like if I ask you to not, then you should just not. Furthermore, if I'm at an event like this, weird titty meet and greet. <laughs> 
Like, I still don't understand why this I was just, at the strip club. I don't know. <laughs> that nigga's manager or PR people or somebody must have been like, you going to the strip club tonight? All right, well, let's get some money. I don't know how that worked. Lord. Maybe he stopped at a radio show, like a radio station or something that same morning and decided then. I don't know. But Mm-mm. unless there's like video coming out and he was just like crazy disrespectful and slapped her in the face and all this, then I'm on his side as far as this story is concerned. Yeah, same just as for now. I'm going to have to go say Yeah. On the side of trigger train. Leave people alone. The trig. Um, so, X3 or whatever we call an escape now. Uh, it is an X3. X-3. <laughs> 3X. Triple X? No. Mm-mm, that's not going to Google Escaped very well. Left. <laughs> going, going, going. Okay. Let's just keep on. Like, Let's just move It could be on. like Tony, 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 but like... <laughs> no. Tamika could be going. <laughs> Latasha could be gone, going, mm-hmm. like with no G. Okay. And then Tiny could be gone. Oh, I thought Tiny was going to be left. <laughs> That's probably better. <laughs> but with no T. This is all terrible. <laughs> this is so bad. I mean, it just doesn't give me escape, but... Anyway. I mean, it's because without candy, it's not And it just isn't. It isn't. It's but, the four of you. It's you four hoes in particular. <laughs> And we could give Candy so much stress over her being pretty annoying in a couple of ways. Because she definitely is. She is. There's a lot of, why even agree to do this if you were just going to pout and drag your feet the whole time and not really want to be a part of it? Well, it's valid. Candy, like you should have just said no if you didn't really want to participate. Candy very clearly enjoys money. Candy also seems like the type of person who... um, can be coaxed into doing certain things if you come at her right and she's getting some money. Like, it just seemed like she was probably like, you know what, I don't even want to be the bitch who's going to shut this down. Let's go perform at Essence. Let's do some cute whatever stuff to her and get this money. Mm-hmm. And then it was like she gave them an inch and they wanted like a couple kilometer. Right. She was like, mm, as far as this whole new I music thing I told you bitches is, one inch. <laughs> I, stay, I still hate you bitches. Y'all hoes hate me except for Tiny. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't see it. Yeah. Like, it don't make no sense for us to do this again, for us to then, you know, go through the same shit. Just watching the show, you could tell right. that there's always tension. They haven't really fixed or hashed out anything. They're kind of just working. They're being as cordial as possible so that they can get paid. Right. Candy does they not. Need, they need to have like a real open, honest conversation where everybody is being real about interested. what happened. No, they're not going to. Nobody's it. interested. That's way too hard. It's right. too much emotional labor. Um, so, uh, Candy does not really need to be an escape, I guess. True. Um, she's got her Bravo coins. Apparently, she really will be on Broadway. She'll be in Chicago. Singing music. Which apparently is the show they will just put everybody in. <laughs> I saw Brandy in Chicago. But Brandy can sing. Yeah. That's Brandy right. can sing. Brandy can sing. And Brandy also acts. Brandy, Brandy has. Brandy an does get booked IMDb to act. Page. Yes, Brandy does. Brandy get has for a filmography. Gigs. Yes, she does. So Cinderella is what I'm saying. And I know what you did last summer, Still. right? She was in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Those are those are good. Those are good movies. Ooh, uh, uh, Charlotte Moon, Chevy Who the Moon. Fuck is that? Miss Moon. No, what was that didn't. damn show on mm-hmm. BT that got canceled? Miss. Oh, Shelly Moon. Shelly. No, Shelly was Oh, Eve. God. No, the stuff with the, the show we got to... Detective Moon. Wait, no. Zoe Moon. Zoe saves the world. No. No, that's blackish. That's it's, youngish. It's Moon. Zoe B. Zoe Moon. 
But what was Zoe. it called? Zoe Ever After. Zoe Ever After. Damn. Nigga, whatever. That show lasted one month. Wow. Was it really called Zoe Ever After? Google says first episode, January 5th, 2016. Final, February 16th, 2016. Damn. We really wasn't watching that, though. Nobody wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, yeah, because remember the gay assistant person and... Somebody sent me a... Uh... I don't say I got like the the sides or whatever you call it for that part. Like I was someone sent me the That's literally what I'm talking about. Like they wanted you to they wanted us to audition for this show. Oh, you got him too. Yeah, nigga, yeah. I was going to be the girl and you were going to be the gay right. nigga. And we were like, uh, this don't I forgot look, all about this. This don't look good. I just read it and I was like <laughs> I just didn't even like the way that the gay character spoke, as the way he let people script, speak to him. I was him. like, oh, no. I was like, Y'all no. got the wrong niggas. We are not going to do it. I was oh, like, I can't be that queen on TV. I'm so sorry. But Zoe Ever After Casting. No shade to the cast. You know, everybody. Yeah, everybody got to work, right? Right. But the script was never good. I couldn't do it. Brandy really is a beautiful girl. Moving on. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about why we were talking about Escape. So Escape is being managed by Vince and Herbert now. Um, Vince is also managing Remy Ma. He took her to see Hamilton last night. Wow, that's pull. <laughs> so he's just going around impressing all the black women that ain't Tamar. Which I think is interesting, especially that uh, Tamar is on tour with them. Right. That still seems super awkward. Like how, so he's around then, right? If he's the manager. I guess. That seems really awkward. I haven't watched any episodes of their show because who wants to see two people who are clearly about to divorce? Like When I saw that Vince had taken uh, Remy to see Hamilton, it was on her Instagram page today. And she put in the caption like, uh, Papoose, Tamar, everybody was asking where y'all were. And I was like, maybe Vince and Tamar are like cordial or something like because I can't imagine why hmm. why she would tag Tamar otherwise all right mention that because it seems like it would be like a sensitive subject overall yeah or maybe she's just late to the table and just doesn't know them because <laughs> I don't like because why are people going around saying hey where's Tamar uh we're getting divorced right. she's not here no I think she really has to know so yeah maybe it is that they're just they're cool they're as cool as possible but then again didn't Tamar's mama say that Vince be hitting on her so that's what I'm talking about right I just mm. but I also heard that Tamar was upset with her mom for saying that well yeah which I mean I can imagine for several reasons like damn mama why would you tell everybody (laughs) I can see that because that's her mama and she black and she's like bitch I don't give a fuck how you or anybody else feel about it because I'll kill him Uh, I just feel like that's how mamas are right that's how I feel like that's how most loving family members are gonna react to something like that like it was probably hard enough for them to sit there while Tamar stayed with Vince anyway and they knew what was going on so the fact that he's finally actually gone now like they're divorced and all that her mama's probably like whoop and let me tell you something else about that bitch, Vince. Right. <laughs> Just can't wait to get it all out. So I don't, I don't know. That whole situation seems really messy um, and gross. And I just don't really, this new music. No, the bluebirds cry in the trap singing Brian and Night. No, not Tamar's music. Oh. Um, Escape's music. Oh, no. I mean, it sounds okay, but. It sounds like Escape, but uh, Escape's not really what I need right now. There you go. 
I'm really I'm I'm like I'm feeling this I'm feeling this scissor shit. You know, I like this wave of the young kids being depressed and smoking weed and talking about how all they do is eat gummy bears and wish they had a, a life. Like, you know, I'm I'm really with that whole genre of music right now. I don't need the stuff from twenty years ago to reminisce on. Yeah, I just don't. I feel like there's a place and a way to make like that nineties sound that we all love for today, but I don't know. I'm just not buying it. I just, I wish them all the best and things of that nature, but I just don't care to come in out of my pockets on some new ass. It's almost like, you know, I read that they're remaking Superfly, which, Mm. and Cleopatra Jones, like they're remaking these movies, which I'm confused. Like, I don't understand how they're going to do that. Like, you're either going to make a black exploitation film today which I don't know how that would work without it being wildly offensive. <laughs> right. It just can't be ridiculous. It's just we're, we don't live in the same time. Right. I've never seen a black exploitation film outside of the 70s that wasn't like an obvious comedy, mm-hmm. like making fun of itself. Right. Um, or you're going to make like modern versions of it, which just defeats the purpose as well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like then you just make any old ass nigga movie from uh, like, whatever. And like when they matter, had right? Shaft with Samuel Jackson. You remember that? No, because I definitely didn't go see that either. It was not. Yeah. Shaft. Mm-mm. And that's something that should stay like in the era that it was in, I think. Like it's fine to to go back and people love right. it. Right. Why just watch the old one? Right. You can always revisit it, but trying to adapt it for a new time is like it but it doesn't work for a new time. It works for that time. Well studios are lazy. That's true. So they rather and just they'd be like, re- oh, well, we had a hit 30 years ago, right. so let's just do it again. Uh, what else is going on? Um, pray for Kaya. Uh, she seems to think that she wrote The Baddest Bitch by Trina and says that the reason that she uh, doesn't fuck with Trina or always talks about Trina is because Trina put out a diss record on her some years ago, which... It wasn't even really like a direct <laughs> diss. Like, like Kai says something stupid and was hating as she usually does. So you do know the song. And Tr- I know the song that she's talking about, but it wasn't like, fuck Kaya and I'll fight your mama and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was kind of just like, bitch, you know who you are. You know who I am. Mm-hmm. And you, much like the rest of these hoes, could never the end. Oh, well. um, and this was after, like, incessant bullshit from Kaya. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So she and uh, T.S. Madison have like a show that they do together on YouTube that is actually pretty funny, although quite ridiculous and often super offensive, mostly because <laughs> of Kaya. <laughs> I was going to say, one guess as to who the problematic bitch is. <laughs> right. Madison is hilarious and funny, and she could really just sit there and make faces at Kaya's nonsense for the whole thing, and that was, like, the comedy. They could actually really brand the fuck out of that show and make some paper if Kaya would calm down, but she won't because she's bitter. Damn. Um. Either way, I just feel sorry for her uh, that it's been these many years, this many years, and you are still 
I'm just mad at everybody else. This is still your way of, of trying to get attention. Like, you still trying to claw at Trina for any damn little piece of relevancy. Like, Why? sometimes it's hard for me to in, even enjoy the humor in what she's saying because it's so obviously surrounded in the fact that she is bitter, that she right. didn't, you know, You're not. Make it. You never were Trina. And she will always go above and beyond to try and say the opposite. Like, I've got, you know, Know, a song that's still being played and this sent a third and Miley Cyrus performed to it and all this other dumb shit like yes my neck my back was super cute girl mm-hmm. when I was like in sixth grade oh, wow <laughs> moving <laughs> right, right along like you have one song that niggas still know Trina has a list of songs that niggas would still gladly play at any party today. And so. furthermore, if Trina fucked your daddy in like the 90s, oh, well. then like at some point you got to move on because Trina certainly does. Trina's living her best motherfucking life out here. Mm-hmm. Still look good, still well-respected, consistent as fuck, bad as fuck, Miami as fuck, reps her hometown, is not afraid of where she came Amen. from. You know what I'm saying? So she's good <laughs> and not talking about you you're the so, one over here focused on me instead of maybe your own career like maybe that was part of your problem the fact that you were so convinced that i held you back that you never really worked on pushing yourself forward at some point you have to just get over it everybody's not gonna pop girl that is a sad reality of the situation everybody's not gonna be a trina and you're just not one next case <laughs> um speaking of cases Nas is apparently no. trying to schedule visitation through the courts to see his child, his eight-year-old son, Knight, that he has with Khalees. Because she apparently, uh, well, he says she will only allow him visitation when she finds it convenient. Hmm. Sometimes we'll go months without him getting to see this child. I think she just had another one not too long ago. Oh, did she? Yeah. Um... Everybody knows that after they got divorced, Nas had to pay like 50 grand a month. Oh, yeah. Um, her spousal support. Queen still hates Khalees over there. <laughs> like, they hate her. Like, yeah, that's what I heard. But I mean, niggas, you, I just, that is just, you had a rapper's baby. So, yeah, you're going to get paid after. And you were married. It's not like you were just, one of his jump offs or something. Everybody knew how much Nas was just like head over heels about Khalees. If this is true that she's just not letting him see his son, then that's fucked up. And I'm glad he decided to go to court to get visitation. I wish more niggas would think about it this way. Like there's no way she can just keep you from your child. She just can't. If that's your baby, then go get custody of your baby. Like she's only keeping your baby from you if you allow that to be the case. Exactly. So no, that's the, the that is an excuse. It's just like I don't know, you know what's going on between them. I'm hoping it's not like a Tyrese and his ex wife situation where she just needs to get the fuck away because that nigga is on one. I mean, <laughs> nonstop. Did you see the video of Two Chains when he was filming <laughs> yes! Keisha? When he was filming he Keisha's was like, little, he was like, "Bitch, is that is that Tyrese?" And just started laughing. And we laughed at the same time because it was really like he was just enjoying it. And you could tell in that moment, he re- like he wasn't taping it no. because Tyrese was there. He was like, taping he genuinely it. discovered Tyrese. <laughs> and, Nigga, got, wait. and thought it was funny 
just like the rest just of Just like everybody else. <laughs> Nigga, what the fuck are you doing here? It was so good. What the fuck are you doing here? Well, why shouldn't be like, that's my cousin, or I don't know, whatever. Oh, niggas. He probably gave her a box set of Fast and the Furious. This nigga went to Africa <laughs> and gave Winnie Mandela the Fast and Furious box set signed and Winnie kissed her in the Mandela. mouth. And she had to sit there and pretend like she gave a fuck about the <laughs> movies. Like, oh my, so many movies. And then she's just like, what? It was figurines? Like little action figures? No, it was all of the movies. All, all of it was the, just the DVDs. It was just every film that's out on DVD or <laughs> Blu-ray or whatever. like, am I really supposed to go home she and was watch like, 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody gets you a gift on Christmas and you don't want to hurt their feelings. That's, that's crazy. how she acted. It's crazy that of all the things Tyler Reese has done and his own projects and music that he's put out. He gifted her with something else that was just like you're barely a part of and not even the, the star. He's the family. You're not even <laughs> No, there's any fast family. It's a family. <laughs> you about to fast family your ass right out this next month. Like moment. not even baby boy, nigga. Like <laughs> not even baby boy. Like something you're the star of. Put or the like Coke commercial on a wasn't DVD. His last album super like well reviewed. Was it? What was it called? Black Rose? Um, I'm pretty sure it was called Black Rose. I like old Tyrese, like Sweet Lady Tyrese. I never listened to it, so I don't really know uh, if it was good or not, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing people say that they liked it. So, like, why not that? Or, you know, right. It's just, it, this is this just seems like a random weird so, thing to give. To give to, to Winnie, Winnie Mandela. Fucking, like, not like some kids. And not like some girl who make wanted, a wish. Right. Somebody who was like, all I want to do is meet the nigga from the Fast and Furious. Before right. <laughs> that wasn't, that would make more sense. This woman who has done so much. <laughs> I would have gave her like a nice, like... Like a nice vase or... Right. First of all, I don't have a gift worthy enough of Winnie Mandela. Right. But a bunch of DVDs of my shit and movie series is not... I hope she's like a hardcore Fast and the Furious fan. I really do. I hope she has like a Paul Walker tattoo or something. She didn't so that react this makes like she sense. was. Of course she didn't. She reacted like she knew that she was on camera and she didn't want to be mean because she's a sweet woman. She was trying to be nice like when uh, when uh, Melania gave Michelle Obama Gross. that Tiffany box and she wanted to Yo. drop it. Michelle wanted to chuck that shit like a Frisbee so Ooh, Her face was just like, Ugh. Like if Michelle had it her way, you would have just seen that shit just. She like, would have just tossed it flying right over the monument. Like like how Uncle Phil used to toss uh, jazz jazz right out the damn house. It would have just flown smooth out the back somewhere. Like girl, I don't want this garbage trash. I hope she's at peace. But I'm a world leader, and I need to act like I have some sense. I hope Michelle is just like getting a massage somewhere, or like laying in a hammock. Oh, say Michelle who Obama, yes. I hope she is happy. She knows how sick we are without her. But yeah, I hope she's thriving without America because she deserves. Last but not least, uh, the Migos have reignited their bitter feud yes. with Joseph Budden. Somebody's about to get jumped. On a right. <laughs> yes! Nigga better get security. So they've got a new, I guess it's a mixtape coming out called um, Control the Streets. Should I play some? Let's just play it. This is Migos or Joe? This is <laughs> no. this is Migos music. That's okay. all we're talking about. Oh, okay. Right now, of course. I've so, heard like, a lie yet. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> 
<laughs> this song overall sounds uh, pretty boring to me. Um, and typical repetitive Migo stuff. Mm-hmm. Also interesting to me that they're doing this now. I kind of forgot that they... I feel like they've done beat up like at least three other rappers since the Joe Bennett thing. Oh, yeah. With academics. Was that the BET Awards or something? Where was that at that they acted like that? I think it... No. Yes. Yes. Mm, Everything is fuzzy. Yes. I want to say I want to say it was BET, though, just because that one gif of that girl trying to see what was going on. I feel like she was in front of a oh, BET yeah. step and repeat so that. Yeah, that gift the came from that awards, moment. possibly. Something. Something. But it is true that Joe Budden, if you... What was it? If you want to ask... If like a nigga hating, call him Joe Budden. I mean... Pussy is the ad lib. So don't forget that. Oh, puss! Um... Joe Budden responded by saying on Twitter, Quavo wants smoke. LOL. Soon as it's all peace, he decides to unleash this lyrical venom in my direction. That's crazy. Venom's a strong word. Venom means poison. He's being sarcastic. Oh, okay, great. Nigga called me pussy on the ad lib track. Laughing emoji. Then he tweets or tags Quavo and says, I'm your OG and you will respect me as such. Mm-mm. No, that's not true. This is bull. Yeah. So, Joe, who's Joe? Mm. This is dumb. Do Joe they even Biden, remember why they don't like each other? Right. Do you even? Do you even remember? Also, when was this song recorded? Is it possible that they recorded this months ago and it's just now coming out? And it makes no difference to me because Maybe. I wouldn't put it out. I mean, I mean, like, they don't care, I'm sure. Most of the Migos music is literally just something to bop to while you are high. Right. Or, or drunk, whatever. Exactly. It's not, nobody listens to me and goes like, you know what? I really need some real deep lyrics to cleanse my soul and just make me feel refreshed and have me reflect on life. Like, there's a time and place for for most different, like, varieties of rap or whatever. So that's not it. I just think that Joe Budden is giving himself a lot by calling himself anybody's OG, especially some niggas from Atlanta. Like, you might be some niche rapper in the tri-state area, in the suburbs of Jersey or something, you might be that nigga's daddy. But you are certainly not, just because you came out with a hit 15, 20 years before I did, does not make you nobody's OG, nigga. What? Like, you're really giving yourself a lot. And it's not that he's not a talented rapper, but you're just honestly crediting yourself where you don't deserve it. That's all. They're just antagonizing each other, and I'm not 100% why. See, well, who gonna start shooting in if if that's how niggas really want to act? Because you're talking about niggas want smoke. Smoke means something. Smoke don't. That's I don't not think that smoke really means much of anything anymore. Because, like, soccer moms say it at this point. Oh, what? <laughs> Have white women like, figured out what somebody won't smoke means? Cardi B got white women using the B instead of C. Oh, and all God. kinds of stuff. So, like, oh, no. really... This gang shit work. is dead. I'm kidding, but it might be. That's the thing. Like, gang shit is dead till you find the one nigga that's still ride for that shit. White people are gentrifying gang culture. Oh, no. That won't work. And I'm not having it. Okay. Well, I'm never going to be on Joe Button's side in any story. That seems fair. Like, it just, it's probably never going to happen. And what they said about him was true. So... Unless you're going to respond on a record. Also, good luck finding a record for us to care about. But go ahead and do that. Remember when he tried to beef with Drake and Drake was like, nobody's even going to listen if you do respond or whatever it was. And it was true. It was like, nobody is going to listen. I don't even remember what he said. I remember that, though. I remember that. Incident. Like, I remember the yeah. the incident and the whole thing. I remember thinking that that there was a possibility that Joe Biden was like serious seriously and legitimately in love with Drake 
Um, I still kind of feel like there was like another level of passion. Yeah, it's not impossible. We could explore, but probably won't get to. And that's fine. But um, maybe like the way OBJ feels for Drake. Maybe it's something like that. It's like a real love. Yeah, but OBJ gives me like. Like first time. Like dick sucking love. Oh, (laughs) well, I wasn't going to give him bottom. but (laughs) Flip flopping. But if you think he's ready. (laughs) If you think. He's ready. Yeah, maybe not for most people, but for Drake. Yeah, for Drake, you got to. Yeah, grotto. for Drake, you're going to go get the olive oil. Pile driving. And you're going to. Okay. That, you know, like how they like. What break a term. No, I know. We don't need to. The cement with that. Okay. Yes. The jackhammer. Yeah. Is he getting jackhammer. jackhammered? Something like that. Okay. In the grotto. Maybe not by Drake. Oh. Someone in the entourage. Just somebody in the OVO compound. Yeah, one of the other owls. I mean, perhaps. Who knows? Anything is possible. So, yeah, maybe Joe Buttons. I don't think Joe. I just don't care about Joe Button. Like, he's garbage, trash human being. So, just, I'm always going to feel that way about him <laughs> until he grows the fuck up. Well, that's just about it this week for Hot Tops and the Giant Peach. Uh, let's take a break. I'm going to finish this punch and Mm-mm. then we'll do it. It's so nasty. It's really not bad. I can't wait to make it again with the real bitters because that was just. <laughs> when I tasted it yesterday, it was like gasoline. It's it got like a, ugh. like a medicinal feel to it, but. The aftertaste is real umami ish. A little bit. Anyway, let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be 
about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so we're back and it is now time for our listener letters. It is. Send your questions to us, three to gmail.com. We have a couple of updates this week. Remember Josh, who is white. He was dating a black boy and the black boy wanted Josh to call him a nigger. sex, And Josh was like, mm, uncomfy with that. So... Josh wrote back and said, when I heard my letter out loud on the read, I could not believe how much I let Dick cloud my judgment. Right. <laughs> That's a common reaction. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> people hear other people saying their words and they're like, oh my God. Wait, this is really what's happening Holy to me right shit. now. What am I thinking? Oh. He said, Kifir, you are absolutely right. I should not compromise my morals and beliefs just because the dick is bomb. And Crystal, you got me thinking, what the hell has my boyfriend been doing to realize that he wants a white boy to call him the N-word? That is just not normal. So last Saturday, I sat my boyfriend down and told him in no uncertain terms that I would never be using the N-word. And if he had a problem with that, he could leave right now because any man who wants to put me in a situation that makes me so uncomfortable is not the man I want to be with. I cannot believe a white person I can't believe a white... It is just amazing. I just I shall not call you a fucking nigger Tyrone <laughs> what is wrong with you oh my god so wait where was I oh no so here it is he looked at me like I killed a litter of puppies and he said I was being ridiculous and that he could text wow. any of his ex fuck buddies right now and they'll be glad to do it the way he likes it great I simply stood up without speaking grabbed, my, grabbed his shit from my room opened my apartment door and tossed it out on the stairs when he got off my couch cussing me out I said dick is abundant and low in value <laughs> that phrase that's pretty accurate it's everywhere and yours is just about worthless well damn when he went out in the hallway to get his shit i slammed the door behind him and locked the deadbolt i am a little disappointed in myself that i let this fuck boy fool me for so long and in true fuck boy fashion he has called me every day since this interaction and i love sending his ass straight to voicemail in the words of the queen boy bye and then there's a nice little emoji here to signify how done josh is with the whole situation so sorry to hear that didn't work out but kind of crazy that you had to convince this nigga to like so why did you and not want to be called that that's so weird why did you and your that your white boy why y'all broke up oh because you know he's been alive right oh no he definitely been alive you're not gonna tell anybody oh i wanted him to call me a nigger while we were fucking he just refused <laughs> right i wanted to play oh no mm, never mind i was about to get into you like had, slave and master role play as shit. a white person to even have to have that conversation you it's have to so literally awkward. throw his things out <laughs> because you were fused to call him a nigger. And he got mad. And he was upset and even threw this in your face that he could call his exes up and they would do it. So whatever kind of reverse get out, get in, whatever right. it is that you be doing, stay b- out. like, yeah, you stay out, you stay bitch. Out. And I'm going to lock the door right on yeah, the inside once you're gone. that is nuts. That is strange. It really is. And whatever fucking, like, broken, deep, dark, fucked up shit that that road leads to is none of your business right. and it would surface in many other ways anyway and I can't figure like I, I don't even know what the hell those ways would be 
Right. I can't imagine. I low-key hope it's fake just because I do not want to believe that there is a black man somewhere in this world who is so angry that a white boy will not call him a nigga during sex. I 100% believe it. This is a mess. I 100% believe it. It's so sad. So, our other update comes from Midna. Remember Midna? I do. Midna left a comment. Um, I saw her in my mentions. Oh, okay. She was excited that we read her letter. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, for those of you who don't remember, she is the one who... um, her boyfriend she and her boyfriend have been together for 18 years they had a four-year break where uh he had a baby mm-hmm. and so now the whole issue is that the baby mama is kind of crossing the line and everything so midna wrote back with her blessed self and said i played the recording of your show for my boyfriend he was very receptive to it and apologized for making me feel conflicted and like i had an obligation to fix the situation he addressed her and her being the and okay, and her being the cunt that she is. I knew cunt was the word. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Cunt is just so I don't know. It just gives me white girl vibes every time. I, I just don't love say cunt. It. I never I just don't say cunt. But oh, I love that word. She went off and said that I was being ridiculous. He let her know that she needed to only call pertaining to their child and that she would need to continue to respect me and our relationship. Apparently she listens to the show, so to her, yes, it's who you think it is, and yes, you're trifling and fuck you as well. Okay. In relation to how he is being raised, I guess this is about the bonus baby. Mm-hmm. my boyfriend is a very active father I really don't do much outside of everyday parental things in conjunction with his father and I'm really not concerned with the issue of raising someone else's child he's in my life and I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that this child feels loved right. and has a good life emotionally financially and otherwise his parents can have that thank you guys for your advice and I continue to love your show alright Midna well, well you that know sounds what? like it worked out it, as it best does. as it could that sounds like I'm very glad that your boyfriend was like, huh, okay, we're not going to be dealing with, like, I still stand behind. You should never have to check her. Like, you should just not. Yeah, and you should. That's his responsibility. Now, you deciding to be stepmama, that's your own decision to make. And it's very noble that you want the baby to feel, I mean, you know. who ain't a stepmama, stepdaddy at this point? If well, you, you know what? It won't be me. <laughs> Will not be me. Like it's literally one of the first questions that women ask on no, dates. So you have kids? Yeah, about thirty. Like if you if the nigga says no past thirty, this is like surprise, surprise. You don't have kids, yeah, really? Well, are you gay? That's always like the follow up question. So you don't have kids that you claim, as or? if you couldn't have kids as a gay man, <laughs> right? Uh, no, gay niggas be out here with kids, bunches all the time. So. Many. I read gay niggas be out here with wives, all type of shit. But anyway, that's it's fine. We're just going to move on. Our first question this week comes from Garnet. She says, I have been tight with my friend Amethyst since high school. We stay close despite going to different colleges and remain close today. She's been with me through a lot. She's an amazing, talented, and chill person. I consider myself lucky to have her in my life. As we got older, Amethyst was diagnosed with a few mental illnesses that explain her struggles with daily life. She has more trouble than most getting out of bed in the morning, showing up with time, showing up on time, and dealing with procrastination. I'm proud of her because over the past five years, she's gotten herself a therapist and a psychiatrist to help her cope and improve her life. But this is where things get trying. She completely lacks self-awareness last week i was lucky enough to have received two tickets to see scissor perform live scissor is a talent that i have been practically worshiping for the past couple years and her glow up has me standing so these tickets were gold to me which is pretty great she is and i am so happy to see scissor get all her shine and everything like with this album it is just amazing so So, right very proud of her but 
The letter continues, I got Amethyst into SZA this year, so I thought she would be the perfect person to go with me to the show. I gave her the details in advance, and she agreed without hesitation. The day of the show, I was prepared to leave work at 5 and get to the venue and in line before the doors opened at 6.30. We planned to meet up beforehand because I got the tickets that day, but she texted me at 4.30 saying she was running behind at work, and since I'm the one who had the tickets, I was not too pressed to be a little behind on my Type A schedule. By 6 o'clock, she said she couldn't make it to the show because she was still finishing up her daily workload. And at this point, I should have said fuck it and went to the show solo. But no, of course, that didn't happen. I sympathized with her situation and offered to wait up with her ticket at the very back of the crowd. While I was online, while I'm online, it throws me off when people say online and they mean in line or whatever, because that is... Because it's like online means something. Online to me means like going on the Internet. But anyway... She texted me saying that she was on her way, so I stayed in my place at the back so she could easily find me. When she finally got to me at 8 o'clock, we were at the back of the line. I had the tickets, and I wasn't too picky about being far from the stage. I just wanted to be in the room to listen to SZA. Of course, the venue was overbooked, and after half an hour of waiting, I started to get nervous about not getting in at all. She laughed at my stress, which is a common occurrence. We got halfway down the line, and then she turns and looks to me and says, I'm going home. I have to go to work in the morning. Sorry, girl. And she left me in the pouring rain so what she's telling me here is that i'm going to end up at this show alone anyway i could have been in the venue already if i went to work at five and stayed in line like i originally planned so of course now the venue is at max capacity and i'm standing close enough to hear love galore at 9 30 by myself in the rain this is not the first time she has fucked me over i put in a good word with my boss and got her an interview for an almost guaranteed position but then she called me panicking and said she couldn't commit to it Mm. damn that now that yeah. Anyway, Amethyst neglected to go to the doctor before an in, for an infection before our trip to Europe, which landed her in an Italian hospital for a quarter of the trip where I stayed by her bedside to help her communicate with nurses and doctors. I understand this because she has anxiety about doctors, so it isn't shocking that she didn't treat it before the trip. I've never gotten one apology for anything she's done, but I also understand this because she can't help doing it. There are countless other times when she accidentally ditched me because she forgot we were linking up. Knowing this, I spent a whole weekend perfecting her resume, writing cover letters, applying to jobs for her and everything so that she can get a job without getting overwhelmed. I love Amethyst and will do anything for her and make sure she's comfortable in any situation. But missing scissor really broke me. At this point, I'm beyond fed up and I don't know if this is ableist. I don't know if this is ableist because I know she can't help it or foolish because I've accepted this one way friendship for so long. I don't know how to talk to her about this or where to start building my boundaries, but something has to change. Please help Garnet. I'm not going to define anything as ableist or not because I think I just figured out what that was like three, four years ago. I don't think it's ableist. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to say I I don't know. But I don't think that's the, the problem here. Yeah. No, it isn't. So no, I don't. That's that that line actually threw me off. <laughs> ableism is not what. It, that's not something that occurred to me at all during the reading of this email. Me neither. It was more like, okay, your friend has issues. Fine, like mental right. health struggles and all that. But just because you are struggling with your mental health does not mean you can just do whatever the fuck you want to and there are no consequences to the actions or anything like that. Like You still have to be responsible for the things you do while you're going through whatever it is you're going through. So if it the what I'm saying is that you're not wrong to want an apology. 
that's it. Like if if she is being inconsiderate and has repeatedly caused you to embarrass yourself at work, like you tried to get her hooked up with the job and all that. She made you miss out on part of the vacation because she didn't want to go to the doctor beforehand. And now you have to stay in the hospital with her. And now you done missed out on seeing your fave because she was so wishy-washy and then ditched you anyway and all that. Like you deserve an apology for those situations or for being put out in that way. And if she can't come back afterwards or at some point and be like, hey, you know, I really fucked you over in that situation. You know, my bad. I didn't mean to do that, girl. I'm trying to do better, but a bitch be out here fucking up. Then that would be something else. But she just kind of seems to be very fuckless about it all. Like, oh, well, this is just who I am. Well, she lacks self-awareness. So she, I guess the Garner just trying to say that she doesn't. Well, you're going to have to hold up the mirror, I think. I think you're going to have to show her the awareness. I think you might. I think that you're going to have to, like, have a conversation with her in a way. I think a lot of people kind of um, don't give themselves enough credit for being able to speak to people about uh, maybe a touchy subject or something, you know, with tension. Even though I feel like most of us are equipped to have a fair, calm, reasonable conversation. Right. Like you don't need to go into, I think as long as you're going into uh, a talk with her using, you know, a certain amount of empathy and honesty and care, then yeah, you should be able to at the very least get an apology while also making it clear that you care about her and, whatever it is she's going through with her mental health and that you in no way are like blaming her illness for whatever is going on. Like you just kind of want to have an understanding or at least be able to get closure from the situations that you feel like were spoiled for you. And then you got to ask yourself what you would be willing to involve her in and what you wouldn't going forward just based on the way that she may handle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you probably never go and buy her ass to a concert again. Right. You know, and a couple of <laughs> other things. Probably not going to do that. And that's fine. Not going on vacation with her no more. Not going to try to get her a job again. So, you know, your your relationship, though, the times and places and ways that you spend time together are going to kind of have to be uh, decided with that shit in mind but i don't think that it's something that you need to hold on to or like build any sort of animosity or grudge or resentment towards her because you don't um make an effort to actually heal from it or move past it you should be able to talk to her about it and say like i know everything is going on and you've got all this other stuff going on or this may be this blah 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 but this really hurt me or this really made me sad and i just really want you to understand that for the sake of like our friendship and us having a healthy relationship and stuff like that because it's like i've noticed as i've gotten older and as time goes on like it's just i guess a regular thing for people to not be confrontational with their friends and family mm-hmm. like niggas really be going like decades and decades people and don't decades want to have hard conversations on their t- i don't mind it like i won't do it in the at, i the, i won't do it at the time a lot of times like i may just sit back and just be like i'm not saying nothing to nobody right now because everybody could get lit up and that's just not that's not great for anybody. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to shut up and I'm going to take my time. But I cannot like 
I would not be able to go on like hanging out with this girl again or doing this or whatever. And knowing like the next time I see you, the next time I speak to you, the first thing I'm thinking about is SZA. <laughs> like period. And every time after that, until we talk about it, so we might as well, I don't have to be a bitch to you. I'm going to let myself cool down or whatever. And then when I got something to say, I'm going to say it. That's what friendship is about. Mm. And you should still be able to have those doors of communication be open uh, regardless of her, you know, struggling with. Like, if if her mental illness just prevents her from having conversations or being, like, comprehending it, certain it things. It can't prevent you from apologizing when you see that you've hurt somebody's feelings. Well, I'm... It does not sound like that's the case for her specifically at all. Like she, I, I'm assuming that although she says she lacks self awareness or whatever, that she has a basic understanding of what right. You wrong, have to see how your actions is, affect the people around you. That's right. what I'm saying. And even if she doesn't, then you can hip her to game. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can be like, hey girl, let me put you up on something real quick. This mm-hmm. is what's going on through my head and stuff like that. How do you feel? Because I can't really tell you much about how to move forward in this friendship if y'all don't. Talk about it. You have to be able to talk about it. You absolutely like it has to be something that the two of you have an open and honest dialogue about because it is unfair to expect you to just continue to take these lumps and you just don't ever say anything about it. But on the chance that because I don't struggle with whatever mental illness your friend struggles with. So on the chance that you know, it's possible that she is doing these things and not aware of the impact they have. You might have to just kind of, you know, take a deep breath and gather up your courage and be like, hey, girl, I'm going to say something that you might not like or might be uncomfortable, but it's a real thing. And as somebody who is your friend and would like to remain your friend, you know, we have to discuss it. Like, it just has to be talked about. You can't have a real friendship with somebody if you're not willing to tell them, hey, this X, Y, Z that you did hurt my feelings like you just there's no real relationship there without being able to do that so and you know that she or you're saying that it's not something that you think that she can help or whatever she's not aware of it so right you're saying she can't help doing this which so if she was like if she was just like i don't give a fuck i'm a nasty ass bitch or i just don't give a fuck about anybody else then it wouldn't be no problem for you to just snap off on her right if you understand that or to just not be it's more right if you understand that it's more complicated than that, I think that should give you a bit more ease into having, like, just a calm, respectful, understanding com- conversation. And if you need to take time before you get there, then that's more than understandable, and you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody should be make you—nobody should make you feel like you have to rush into having that conversation, but— you should do right. it. You're the one who gave like multiple examples of her doing this sort of thing. And it doesn't seem like she's going to stop of her own volition. Like, so maybe she just really is not aware of how much it upsets you to constantly have to kind of just go behind her and clean things up or whatever, however you want to call it. So, yeah. If you don't make someone aware that they're hurting you, there's no way for them to stop. Like they can't. Right. Although you might think it was is incredibly obvious just based off the details you've given us here. It just seems like, of course, like, bitch, I waited hours for you outside of like my favorite artist show so that you could get in on time and we could be together for it and all that. And then you didn't even make it inside with me. Like, had I not waited for you, I would have been inside hours ago right next to the stage in prime position for Snapchat. But no. Like, and and you, you, so yeah, you should feel free to say that and she should... 
I really I don't think you can have a, a friendship with somebody who can't apologize when they do you wrong, when they when they sincerely, genuinely do you wrong and are incapable of apologizing. I don't I don't know that a friendship like that should work out. But I also don't think mental illness should keep you from apologizing when you hurt somebody's feelings. So good luck to the both of you, because it sounds a little complicated. Hope it works out. Our next question comes from Miss Kit, who says. The reason I'm writing you guys is because last week Crystal mentioned situationships and I am currently in the best situationship I've ever had. Mm-hmm. We are don't, don't do this. We are really great friends and we have a routine. I come over, we smoke, we drink. We are both into metaphysics so the convo is always deep. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, he's a Taurus. I don't know what those mean. Me neither. His house is soothing. We both love film, so we're always watching something together and somewhere in there would be a little pleasure. Ideal, right? We also hang out in the same circle, but when we're out, there's no policing. I don't monitor any girls he brings around, although he seemed a little jealous once with my little dip. But for the most part, we are open and free. So here comes the but. I want a partnership. Not with him. He is great, but it's understood what it is, and I honestly don't want anything else from him. I enjoy his company, and he enjoys mine, but I want a partnership built on more than a good time. I believe that what you do, say, and feel will be brought into your life. So with that being said, I attempted to take a month-long break from my routine to get some clarity. I knew I had this desire for a life partnership, but I'm not sure if I'm blocking it by blocking it from coming in by keeping the situationship going with him. Unfortunately, the only clarity I got is that I need a little dick every now and then, and I barely made it three weeks. So my question is, <laughs> girl, <laughs> do you guys think having a situationship is sending mixed signals of what I really want, or should I just keep enjoying what he and I have and relax? I just don't want to walk into 2018 with anything that doesn't serve me and my desires. Thank you for keeping my life going every Thursday. Love, Miss Kit. Y'all be overthinking shit. Yeah, you really do. I, this feels like one of those, if I if I have a situation, then what I'm putting out to the universe is my desire for a bunch of flings and la da 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 And I don't think I... I think all you're doing by having a situation is putting on the universe that you like having dick. I don't understand what else there is. Yeah, I don't think it's saying... Uh, all like, I are you want getting is casual relationships on Instagram Live saying, "Hey guys, this is Taurus. We are in a situation <laughs> together. This is the way I choose to live my life, and no other way." Like I don't like yeah. if you're simply getting dick down by somebody that you enjoy getting dick from whenever you want to go and get it. How is that preventing you from meeting somebody else and establishing a partnership? Mm-hmm. Like what would happen is if you do meet someone and you feel like I could see it going somewhere with that, and it starts to get serious then maybe you're gonna have to stop getting that dick right. from over there or right. wean off <laughs> wean but you are so dumb like a little gradual letting up of the dick yeah you're almost a lesbian like all of this like Aww. emotion yeah this like, is a lot of thought I'm getting really great dick and it's just like super like awesome and nothing wrong with it and like the house feels like an Erica Badu album and we just have fun <laughs> but like is it too much like am I telling the universe the wrong thing no girl you're getting fucked yeah that's more than that's many really of us it. could say <laughs> so just enjoy it Bitch. Right, bitch. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and go on dates when you're not getting fucked. The fact that you have an option, right. But what you should not do is let the situation take up so much of your focus that you're not going out with anybody else or going out ever. Because then you are playing yourself by spending all your time with somebody that you don't even really see a future with. Like, this nigga, this is the type of nigga you text between 9 p.m. and 2 a.m. and all that. Like, you have to keep him to his 
shift of the day and know exactly what his role is. You come over and dig me down and go home. Like, that's that. You shouldn't be going on dates and shit with this nigga like that. I feel like that's where maybe your actions are not lining up with your goals. But I think straight women face so much pressure to be partnered or like all your life you're told you know that you right. just really ain't nothing without a husband or whatever like that's the message you get over and over that y'all start feeling like you can't even have dick on the side without blocking your like you're doing blessings. the wrong thing right getting dick <laughs> when you should be super chaste lord right like girl you don't have to put a husband on your vision board and chant and, and dedicate your vagina to the 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 never ending path of seeking out a life mate. Like I let me tell you, I don't want a partnership, so I can't help you with that part. I can't help you with that wanting like a life partner, but you're not going to you fucking a nigga. Now is not going to stop a husband from coming your way. And it would be nothing for this nigga to come to you at some point and be like, so uh, I met somebody and blah, blah, blah. So we got to stop this. And that's, if he it. stops fucking you. Right. That's if he's, he's that mature to do up. it. Right. You Which know, he might not. You over here getting ready to, to not have any dick anymore before you find the new dick. Like, what the fuck is Mm-mm. your problem? No, I should really be cussing you the fuck out. Oh, I'm getting great dick, but I just feel like I shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> Am I putting it out Meanwhile, into the universe? I'm over here like Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> so long since I've been dipped. <laughs> You getting dick talking about I want a man, so should I stop getting fucked? Girl, Shut up. If you don't take the blessing the Lord has already put in your life and enjoy it for what it is, sis. Mm-mm. I just, yeah, I see what you're saying, I guess. Like, it's, it's that time of year where people start thinking about goals and clearing out energy and all that other organic tea stuff. And, and all that is that really great. do it, no way. So <laughs> all that shit is great. Start? But yeah, you, you can go ahead and give up that good casual dick if you want to. I'm sure it's somebody waiting in the wings to take your place. You know, there is. Yeah, so I don't even know what you're talking about. I wouldn't about. if I were you. Just enjoy it and, and leave space in your life for other people so that if you're worried about missing out on your soulmate, that won't be so much of a concern. All right, let's end it there because I feel like that was a lot for one day. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. 
Okay, so we're back and it is time for the read. It is. Okay, so I will just get mine out of the way because I think it should be fast, but... Yeah, mine is also not fast, or not slow. Um, Not long. So, first of all, this isn't really a read, but I just want to say maybe it's like a self-read. Like self-evaluation. I don't know. Okay. I am tired. A haiku. No. Um, I was really about to sit here and count your syllables like, yes, haikus, we're doing that? Okay. Um, No, but I really am tired as fuck. And I have been kind of beating myself up for it for a couple of months because I know that there's more that I could be doing and I take my work very seriously and I think that I I know that I'm like my worst, worst, worst critic. Um, I've got a lot on the table right now, a lot of stuff to come, a lot of stuff every single day, as do you and many other people. Um, I think I've said on here before, like, I don't remember how I worded it, but I've definitely said that, you know, like I look at people like a Beyonce and her work ethic. And I've always looked at like people like Puffy talking about I'll sleep when I'm dead and all of these things. I feel Mm. like in those moments where I get kind of complacent or I just don't feel like doing anything today or whatever, like I will like shit on myself. I should have worded that differently, but I will like, (laughs) I'll beat myself up for feeling like so exhausted and lacking motivation and shit like that and feeling like I'm horrible for not, you know, making whatever sort of efforts for that day. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my dad used to say all of the time, if you get in bed at the end of the day and you can't think of like a single like super productive thing that you did that day, you wasted it. He's like this all of the time. And so I've always like analyzed what I'm doing and where I'm at. And sometimes I just get really um, like my depression will kick in because I feel like there's so much more that I could be doing. I could have written more today. I could have uh, cleaned out my closet today, but I didn't. I could have, you know, worked out an extra hour or whatever, like whatever stuff. Um, but I've decided recently or I've acknowledged recently that I actually have done a lot this year. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in like, what we're not doing that we don't take the time to highlight and appreciate what we actually have done. Like I've been on a million planes this year. I have flown around the literal world. I've been up on stages in front of hundreds of motherfucking people. I've written all kinds of fucking jokes. I've had to go here and there and every motherfucker where you come here every single fucking week. Like I don't, hate it. I love it. I appreciate it. I definitely don't take it for granted, but I can, I, I don't have a problem admitting that it's hard fucking work. And I think that it's okay for me to make peace with being tired as fuck. Like, I feel like any normal person at this point in the year, after everything that I've gone through and everything that I've been doing this year should be able to be like, you know what, bitch, I'm tired. And I actually don't want to hear it right now. Like check at me, Check with me when the year ends in an eight. Like we're a couple of years or a couple of weeks out. (laughs) Like as of right now, we're still here with a seven. So when the year ends in eight, then come talk to me. Otherwise, right now, I'm going to lay my ass down when I'm not in here on Wednesday. I'm going to catch up on some anime. 
I'm going to watch a bunch of funny movies. I'm going to eat snacks and do my regular, like, a little routine. And I'm still absolutely, like, working on, like, a million things. But I'm doing so um, with peace of mind when I decide, like, I want to take a break. Or I'm too tired to think today. Or what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm like, bitch, look at all of the shit that you did with your life this year. And already talking about a bunch of shit that you're going to be doing with your life next year. Bitch, you could be tired. Anybody would be. So that is for me. Moving forward. I was going to say, why do you feel like you you can't be? You have done a lot this year. Like... All of it's the, just how I am. Oh, like I'm just natural. like you don't deserve to just sit down somewhere and take a break and I, not be pushing yourself nonstop. I am like the worst to me. I am awful to myself. Like, yeah, no, I'm not kind to me. Eat, like, do you mean like the way you treat yourself? Because I'm yeah, a bitch to me. Yeah, the way that I treat myself, the way that I think about myself, the way that I like view like my behavior or the decisions that I make I put myself in this place where I just feel like like I could be working all day long I could have gone to the gym and done 500 cleans and like Mm. like I could like bust my ass and literally be like physically broken and go home and then be like you lazy bitch you ain't never gonna be shit because you didn't you know, run down to the grocery store and go get that bottle. Oh, of, like, yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, too rough on yourself. Yes. Like, basic, basic shit. It's not, I, I couldn't possibly be doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? I have money to pay my bills. I have an apartment that I like. Link ain't dead. You know? So, like, right. The things that matter. I'm clearly doing something. Mm-hmm. And I was actually my therapist the other day. I said something like, I don't remember what I said, some self destructive shit uh, about being exhausted and feeling like shit about it. And she was like, well, we've been talking for well over this year. Yeah. And you always doing something. You're always somewhere. You're all your bag is like one of the things she would tell me all the time is to just keep a packed bag because you're never right. You know what I'm saying? You're never here. Yeah, with the have solo people, tour and everything, you were gone all year long. Have people like see if they can schedule like a car to come and pick you up so you don't have to think about when you're gonna get an Uber or whatever, whatever. Like you're always doing something. And I could be doing more. Like I've said, I'm definitely not at the Beyonce level of doing things. Maybe no human being but Beyonce, if she's human, can do that. But I do a lot. I'm proud of what I've done, and I'm excited to do more. But I'm okay with saying, bitch, I'm tired as fuck, and everybody's going to have to deal with me being tired as fuck right now until I ain't tired no more. Within reason. That is that. Past that, and this is simply petty. If I am in your town, mm. oh, no. oh, is that right? no, okay, okay, we aren't. All right. As I've just said, I've done a lot of traveling for work this year. Most of it for work, and most of it I would only be out of town for two, three days at most. If I'm in your town. Please do not send me no messages talking about, oh, so you was just going to come to such and such and not say nothing to nobody? Cut it out. Like, Yes, I was. I, I actually was fully going to do that. Like, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, of course I was. I'm here for work, and I'm hey. only here for a couple of days. Not to mention, if I'm in a city like Miami or Atlanta or Los Angeles, a couple of other places, I know a lot of people in each of these cities. Mm-hmm. If I'm only going to be there for two, three days, if I even have time to see anybody, right. it may not be you. Catch me when I'm back or when you're in my city or whatever. That's real. Or you could, when you see me there, say, oh, I see that you're in town. Like, what are you doing? Are you going to have time? Let's go get drinks. Something like that. At least you're acknowledging, like, I see you here. If you have it in your schedule, if you can't make time for me, let's get up. I have no problem with that. And I will probably respond to that. But you trying to be, I don't care if you're trying to be cute or funny or not. I just find it annoying when I'm in a town for, like, maybe 36 hours or some shit like that. And bitches want to be like, oh, see, so we're going to tell anybody that you were here. I didn't even have have time to like go to the bathroom right. like i got off the plane put my shit down got on stage and then they were like my app said it's time for you to check in i mean and y'all knew i was here like you saw me coming so why did it have to be a why did it have to be like framing it on me like it's my fault for not hitting up everybody i know in this fucking area code oh so you was having a party Mm-mm. you it's, follow me every time i go home this happens you knew i was having a party <laughs> every like, time <laughs> Just be like, hey, girl, I see you're in town or whatever. Do you have time for a G? Right. No. All right. When you coming back? Something like that. Why are you trying to press me? Oh, so you just came to town and didn't tell nobody. You don't know what the fuck I'm here for. I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I maybe I did not even want to be bothered. Like for me, if I'm traveling for work, I'm probably so focused on the work that I have to do that. I'm not even I'm really not right until whatever I have to do is over. And then after that, I really don't have a lot of time because I'm probably leaving that same night or the very next morning. We went to New Orleans and I ate ribs. And you should have. That I ordered from Uber Eats. Okay. Because by the time I actually got to put food in my stomach, that's all I could get everything else was closed I didn't eat shit that day except like the Pringles that was in the hotel room and the food that I ordered after the show was done I had to order something that day too I was starving everything else was closed I didn't get no grenades I didn't get no beignets I didn't get no like nothing I got some ribs that honestly tasted like I could have got them right here damn that's too bad so so you had a nigga in New Orleans hitting you up like, so you just going to come to my No, I'm not, not saying, I'm not using New Orleans. That did not happen in New Orleans. But oh, what okay. I'm saying is like, that's just an example of I, when I think of New Orleans or going to New Orleans, the first thing that comes to my mind is food. food. Right. Where are we eating? And how fast can we eat there? Then drinks. <laughs> then Creole niggas. I didn't get any of those Ooh, things. No, mm-mm. I passed three light-skinned dreadhead dykes in the lobby at a hotel. I was like, is this a sign? <laughs> Am I supposed to be right here, Lord? Nothing happened. So I literally went, did that show, ate in the hotel room, and then we turned right the fuck back around and yeah. left again. So even if I did have friends like that in New Orleans that I wanted to see, unless they came to the show, I wouldn't have seen them niggas. Right. So please leave me alone. Like It don't have to be like this with me. Y'all don't have to treat me like this. If you send me a message ever in your life and I respond to it, in like a courteous and fun and friendly manner, I probably fuck with you. And you don't have to doubt that by assuming that I don't because I was in your hometown when you were and I didn't contact you or whatever. Like you just said, most of the time I'm making, the only thing I'm thinking about is making sure that this show is 
is done and it's done well. Right. And by the time it is done, I have to leave. Right. And before that, I have no mental capacity for anything else. Like, it's just, it doesn't work like that. But I get that a lot when I go home for holidays or something. People... I get a lot when I go home, too. So you came home and didn't hit up everybody you used to know 18 years ago? It's like, no, actually, I didn't. I hit up my mama. I came to see my mama now. She made me. Right. Kind of have to go see her, you know. my dad, so. Was chilling with cousins and people like, like, y'all not, I don't know. uh, It's just, it's not even like you, like I said, it's not like, don't say, hey, I'd love to see you. Say, I'd love to see you. Right. Right. Don't be trying to make me feel bad or be like, oh, so you couldn't, et cetera. I guess you see me. If you see me on Instagram in your city, there's no point in writing a caption like, oh, where am I invited or whatever. Like, you don't have to do that. And it'll be that close. You could text me and be like, hey, you're in town. Do you have time? And it'll be you just landed. Like, they'll be looking at your, like, that, that (laughs) story story. shit with the fucking stamp of the airport in it. Like, you'd be like LAX or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, okay, just let me Google. Literally walking off of the jet bridge. (laughs) Oh, so you're just coming into town, bitch, and you can. I haven't even gotten a bag of In four hours and 23 minutes. Your plane will have landed. Have not even gotten. How come you haven't hit me up yet (laughs) for plans? I don't know. I don't know why niggas act like that. But at least, you know, there are people in my life who would like to see me. That's nice. But hey. I mean, yeah, this. Okay. There's always, you know, a way of looking at things. And that's a valid one. Yes, it is. But sweetie. But you just don't have to talk. You don't have to talk to me like it's my fault or like I did something wrong because you didn't get a text as soon as I landed in your city. I didn't come to the city for like a week and have a pizza party and didn't tell you. Right. (laughs) Right. It wasn't like I was here for a whole month and was just like, fuck that one bitch I used to know. Right. I'm just going to go kick it with everybody else. With a hashtag like everybody I fuck with hashtag everybody else is trash. Like, why are you even mad? <laughs> right. Something that it just excluded this one person. Yeah, niggas do act like that. Even though some uh, people have said that to me before, and I've asked myself, why on earth would I have ever contacted you? Like So here's the thing. If you can own, you like if that. you don't have my phone number, then really tread carefully with that whole line because what you might do is get your feelings hurt if you have to put an ad in front of my stage name uh, there you go you, there you go like in order to contact if the only me, way you can get in touch with me is dms <laughs> that we're not that close so i'm just saying not close enough for you to assume that i would have just that reached just, out to you right exactly. when i got to town exactly so, so maybe some of it is people playing themselves by just assuming that y'all are closer than what you actually are and then some of it it's niggas being niggas. It's just niggas yeah, being niggas. Just, Most of it is yeah. the latter. Right. No, it but is. <laughs> I'm just saying I would really love it if I could like just if you could just reword these things. Not saying that we don't have to go and get fucked up. If you got some weed, I would love to share. <laughs> but mm-hmm. just be a little kinder and calmer. I'm probably already pulling out my hair because I got to go and get on stage somewhere. Right. Well, speaking of things that should have been done totally differently, have you seen the Time Magazine Person of the Year cover? <laughs> it goes to the silence breakers, the voices that launched a movement. I went out of my way to not talk about this. And guess. I know what you were talking who's about. Who's on? I don't need to see Le it. Couvert. Just one guess. It's everybody's favorite. I went. I really didn't want to talk about this. Uh, well, I did because 
we all know we mentioned it on the show at least uh, about Taylor Swift and the story of that DJ who groped her and she sued and right. all that and you know very nice and of course even though Taylor Swift is the literal definition of a demon she still does not deserve to be assaulted right in that way and so of course of course you know if you wanted to maybe make a mention of Taylor Swift and what she did then fine I could see her being you know included on a list of people who were silence breakers this year and spoke out and said something but as for Taylor's ass being on the cover of the magazine that's what I really had an issue with and yes I understand that magazines the purpose is to sell issues right and so yeah you put Taylor Swift on it because you want to sell copies duh I get it and I'm not saying oh because it happened to Taylor Swift it's not a valid experience and Taylor Swift shouldn't be allowed to talk about it or nobody should celebrate that Taylor did one thing that was not (laughs) utterly selfish or anything like that one thing bitch <laughs> you did one I'm not thing not giving you anything past you that you did one thing but it's just that i don't appreciate taylor swift being framed as like somebody who has been a vocal part right, of this movement. of this movement right. the whole it. hashtag me too thing like the lady that i introduced myself as today tarana burke she actually started the me too Movement, mm-hmm. like it has a whole nonprofit organization that's been, I think, over 10 years old at this point, you know, trying to help different victims of sexual abuse and sexual assault realize that it's not just them. And, you know, as difficult as it, as it is to talk about being victimized in that way, it's so important for us to do it. And so it would be one thing if Taylor Swift used her massive platform to like, bring light to the women who actually need it. Like it would be one thing if she was highlighting all these different black women and women of color, trans women, gender nonconforming people of all genders, all type of stuff. And like really talking about the ones who, who need the outreach or need the attention or who need the voice. Like it would, that would be something else because Taylor Swift has such a huge ass platform. But what Taylor Swift always does is scoots by. I mean, she literally just skates in the background doing the bare fucking minimum and white people see Taylor Swift on the edges of being right about something and pluck her ass from all the way in the back and put her up front and gloss her over and be like, this is me too. You guys, These are the people of the year. These are the ones who started the conversation. What conversation is there even? People had to ask, why is Taylor Swift on the cover? Because that's how little she actually spent. That's how little time she actually spent talking about what's going on. Not even because I don't like her. I genuinely forgot and was confused as to why she was on the cover. Right. And yet Taylor did, you know, great things, donated money to domestic abuse organizations and all that. Great, great, great. That's not my issue. My issue again is like when there are people who actually said something and lost something. When there are people who, like Kesha, who did that whole thing with her label and back and forth with them niggas and was depressed and suicidal and all that other stuff and everything that was going on with her, it was like, why, why Taylor? Why Taylor? Why not somebody who actually risked something by speaking out and used their position and their platform to talk about the greater issue as opposed to Taylor Swift, who literally never does anything like that. Taylor Swift can't even be bothered to be like, I renounce 
white nationalism. I do not believe in white supremacy. The KKK needs to stop acting like I'm their fucking poster. She won't even do that. She won't even do that shit. And will sue you. And will sue you for saying something about it. That she does. I can't. Man, so I just this is this is less about Taylor because Taylor didn't invite herself to be on the cover. True. But like I said earlier, I would have rather seen Terry Crews, who talks about this sort of thing publicly and is suing Adam Vinnett. Shout out to me for getting that wrong last week or whenever it was we talked about it. But Adam's not gay. Apparently, he's straight. He has a wife. Oh. He just was on bath salts or whatever the fuck and decided he could grab Terry Crews' dick. I don't know. But apparently, he's not gay. He's just. Oh, no, I'm really pissed. He's just a predator. Right. He's just. Not a, that it wasn't wrong when he was a gay man, but it's at like. At least then, I thought he was just overwhelmed like, by how fine Terry Crews was. Like, yes. Like, I can think of many people. Because I get that. Many gay men who might want to grab his dick, although you I should. I want to grab his dick, but I, I would never. Was, like, what the fuck is your problem? Right. But at least then, I was like, I understand. Terry Crews is fine was he doing the large and chocolate was he doing the, and the, tits, the t- right the and making the, making the titties jump. i was just like, like you know some white, i was like some white gays can't control themselves uh, but see that's still not okay it's not but I i'm saying i could urge. see that you just i understood right that you know that's a thing you that might some just of these be white overwhelmed be with sexual attraction for terry cruz still assumed he was high <laughs> But it was just right. kind of like, okay, this white queen did too much. But no. What the this fuck is, is this problem This is a straight then? white man who's awful. I'm like, what the fuck? Terry Crews, who know? talked about, you know, feeling ostracized by some of his friends and stuff in Hollywood. Like, people didn't necessarily have his back because they don't want to rock the boat with this white man and all this stuff. Like, let's talk about the people who actually risked something. That's all. So it's not even really a read for Taylor Swift. It's a read for, I'm sure, the gaggle of white women who thought they were doing something so amazing and just groundbreaking and just oh my god you guys and it's not even the thing is within the article like if you actually go through the time list and you read you know the stories of uh tanara burke and a lot of the other people like there are so many other choices that could have made it onto this cover and the justification for using taylor to me it just isn't there like i don't think Y'all really wanted to highlight the people who started this movement, especially because the follow up to this whole conversation is that you gave person of the year to women um, or the people who started the whole conversation. Hashtag me too and all that. And then you gave Donald Trump first runner up in the person of the year. run, <laughs> And it's like. So you decided to say we're going to put a spotlight on the people who are talking about sexual assault and abuse and then nominate the country's highest official for the person of the year award also. And he's a known sexual predator. Like, so that's so y'all don't really you don't really give a fuck about this topic is where time led me to believe like that's what that's what all of this gave me you don't really give a shit about the conversation you don't really give a shit about victims you give a fuck about selling magazines time feels and so it's just really shitty and gross i don't care for it i certainly won't be buying it all the taylor swift fans and people were mad at me because i said something about it on twitter earlier like this is i would have just rather seen Terry Crews on the cover and they're like well can you take a break for one fucking day because Taylor Swift does not deserve the vitriol and the anger and do 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 and do 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 no see the thing is Taylor Swift could have said no put put 
not real victims, but put victims who have lost Never something on the cover. Put people who came forward and, and it was a huge risk and now they've lost their careers and their money and their family and friends and they have no support. Like, let's uplift the voices and the people whose stories are never told. But she did not do that. She took her opportunity to be on the cover like most of us admittedly probably would have. But that means that when you position yourself as the face of a movement, you open yourself up to critique as in your role. In your role, whatever the fuck you think Taylor Swift's role is in this movement. Because, again, when the fuck has she done anything? What what public statement has Taylor made? Like, what? anyway, fuck all that. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was Jeff Flake. I don't even really... This might just be too much into politics, and I don't think people listen to this show to just get a rundown of all the ways America is falling apart these days. But I mean, you could just throw a rock. Uh, so the whole Senate campaign in Alabama, this Doug Jones versus Roy Moore thing and white people just refusing to vote for a Democrat and would rather put a child molester in office. <laughs> I just, it just, no, just it just like doesn't make ridiculous. sense. But anyway, Jeff Flake has kind of tried to position himself as a Republican with some sense. He's been one of the very few to come out against Donald Trump and say, you know, the very basics of this is garbage. Are we really gonna tolerate this like this man's crazy but then you know he was invited to a lunch or something with a bunch of other Republican senators and he went and was right there in the photo op with Donald Trump at the same time so you take all that with a grain of salt Jeff Flake wrote a $100 check to uh, Doug Jones's campaign for Senate in Alabama how much? $100 okay. which is Probably more than a lot of people are able to give, but when you know somebody has a net worth that is at least several hundred thousands of dollars, it's just kind of like... The $100, though, is not what got me. It's the caption of Country Over Party, which he actually wrote in the memo of the check as well, that had me like, okay, now wait a minute, sir, Jeff Flake. Country Over Party... This is, it should not even be a country over party issue. Like what he's saying is I'm donating money to this Democrat because it's more important that I support somebody who does not, you know, pursue high school girls and write in their yearbooks about how much he wants to date them and kiss them and all this stuff. Like this, this is just kind of like, it felt like giving rewards or kudos where they aren't deserved, like country over party, like, yes, I am doing the right thing mm-hmm. and endorsing the right person. But when it's a when it's a conversation between a Democrat and a child molester, why is it a debate in the first fucking place? You know? And secondly, Jeff, like, you really can't talk about valuing the country over the party when you turned your ass around not even one whole week ago and voted for this stupid ass Republican tax bill that nobody thinks is going to be good. Literally nobody. Like, even the most conservative think tanks and all this are like, yeah, this is going to cost, this is going to cost like hundreds of millions of dollars and we will not be able to pay for it because the people who can pay for it will be getting a tax break. Like, is is it is something that the overwhelming majority of the country will not prosper under. It is something that is bad for most people, including most of Jeff Flake's own broke ass constituents. And yet you still voted for it. So don't please don't tell me that your little one hundred dollar donation, which I'm sure one hundred dollars is nothing to you, really means that you are valuing the United States of America over the Republican Party, because it all rings really hollow when you say something like that and your actions go like directly against it. Okay, yeah, you don't support a child molester 
hootie fucking who, nigga? Like, who is supposed to throw a party for you for that? Like, that's not some great, amazing achievement. You didn't do some great thing for that. Like, you voting for a bill that will fuck over the majority of Americans, that's putting your party over your country. That's what that is. And I'm really, I think at this point, I'm probably just tired of all these politicians. Like, to be honest, we can gut most of the House and the Senate and just get everybody the fuck up out of here and redo the whole damn government. I don't trust nobody no more. Yeah, we got to put it in right. And I was never, I, w- I mean, you know who I am. I was never going to ride for anybody in the GOP anyway. But Jeff Flake really, I think he did this on purpose. Like over the past several months, it's been very much of a, okay, yeah, the Republicans are crazy and everybody's just following, following, um, and falling in line with Donald Trump and all this because that's our president and we can get our own shitty politics and everything passed. But you don't really give a fuck about the country. When it comes down to it, you still care about your own selfish ass values and things of that nature. And that's why you voted for that tax bill. You really don't give a fuck about the rest of us. So just stop trying to act like you do. That's all. Just don't front like you really give a shit about us because you don't. And that's it. All right. I'm done. Fuck Jeff Flake. Fuck the Republican Party. It's really just the United States of America as a whole, our government, our federal government, we just need brand new motherfuckers in here. They about to get Al Franken the fuck out of here, which is its own other story that I don't even want to get into. I've just been kind of nonstop on MSNBC lately and not able to deal with the way these people are running America into the fucking ground. But yeah. I'm done. Anything else from you? Nope, that's all I've got. Do we have any news this week? Sure, we do. Um, first of all, thank you to get, thank you again to everybody who came out to the show in New Orleans past weekend. Um, if you are in Detroit, I'm pretty sure that our show is sold out, but we are coming to your city next weekend. The show's the 16th, I believe. Um, your hometown fave, Dustin, will be there with us, oh, as well Lord. as Asante. And this coming Saturday, we have a holiday pop-up shop and toy drive that is being held right here in New York City. It will be hosted by Asante, and it will take place from 12 to 5. Again, that's this coming Saturday. The flyer and information is up on the Read Instagram page. This is the Read. Um, all of our merch that you've been seeing will be there on sale. So the break up with him hat, sweater, we've got all that stuff, cups, and we've got tea mugs, coffee mugs, I think is what they're usually called those cups. And then they've got, uh, all kinds of things, pins and, uh, stickers, fun things, sacks. Uh, so bring a toy with you unwrapped. This is, uh, another effort that. Another effort through Toys for Tots. Amen. Been doing toy drives with them for the past well, four years, almost five. Not really sure. Bring some joy to a baby's face this holiday season. I mean, we could all use it. If you ain't getting your joy, at least give it to a little child somewhere. Right. Kids deserve. The rest um, of us are trash, but. I will be doing my usual stop in like a Target and buying all of the black toys. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I did the first. Or all oh, of them, yeah. actually. <laughs> like all of the. Toy drives. I've just been like, this one black, this one. I don't know who any of these no motherfuckers are. Either. Like, I might pick up like, like a storm toy or like, I don't know, some other motherfucker I recognize. But then I just be picking up like a monster high or 
Well, all these, I don't know who these doll babies are anymore, but I pick up the brown skinned ones. There's but, a black owned toy store in Harlem called Grandma's Place. Yeah, you told me about that because you brought toys from there last yeah. year. Yeah. And we just, we, me and Asante and Fran were walking by it and just saw it and we're like, uh, well, let's just go in here and spend all of our money with these people. So, yeah. So, I yeah. That. Spread some holiday cheer. Come out with us. Get some merch. Bring a toy. Fun, fun, fun. More information on the page. Other than that. Uh, thanks again to Sonos for supporting today's episode of The Read. Feels so great to be able to control your music with just your voice. And of course, it sounds amazing. The Sonos One blends great sound with Amazon Alexa. You can use your voice to play songs in the kitchen, the bathroom, the boudoir. And more for a limited time, Sonos is offering you guys 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any products on Sonos.com. Just use the promo code READ10, that's capital R-E-A-D-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Get yourself something nice for Christmas. But yeah, other than that, I don't think I have any other announcements or anything this week. Excited to close out this year of of uh, the Reed touring with Detroit. Have a good time with y'all. And yeah, it's been a while since we've been there. Yeah, so and then just come back and wrap up the year. So do we have an acronym this week? I do not have an acronym this acronym this week. I will say be good to yourselves and to one another unless that bitch don't deserve it. If he don't deserve it, then whoop his motherfucking ain't nothing ass. to cut that bitch off. The end. We'll see you next week. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.